Welcome back to That Gaming Podcast, everybody. This is Ben. And this is Alex. And this is the show where we talk about the Nintendo and PlayStation games we're playing right now. That's right. So join us as we embark into the world of gaming. Let's do it. There you go. That's my sign for you. <laughs> Nobody can see it. It's a podcast. It's a Z sign. It's a Z. It's a Z. Welcome Avengers. Back. Welcome back. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk Avengers, and we're going to talk about Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. Um, but before we do that, as we always do, go to Discord. It's in the description. You mm-hmm. click on that link, you put it in your browser, you can sign up for our Discord, you can chat with us, you can ask us questions about the show. Um, if you're new to the show, welcome. Uh, we are a gaming podcast. We talk about PlayStation and Nintendo games. And basically, we just kind of give our thoughts about the game. We don't review games. We're not going to give a score. Um, the, the closest score we get to it personal- is... Opinion. I was going to say the closest thing we come to a score is it's a pick it up, and that's about it. Yeah, it's a pick it up or it's a not pick it up, and that's about it. Yeah, um, and that's kind of our what we say is just pick it up, don't pick it up. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of the general gist of the show. I'm primarily Nintendo fan, and Alex, you play a lot of PlayStation Play- games. PlayStation, PlayStation. Um, but I also play PlayStation as well. But other yes. than that, so the other night we both played a little Avengers. I know Alex, you've been playing quite a bit. A lot. Wakanda. Wakanda, which What's, doesn't have a release date yet. I looked it up. I couldn't find a release date. It just says coming this fall, supposedly yeah. sometime. So it could be any time. Could read be next some month. News reports saying August. So maybe mm-hmm. next month. Mm-hmm. Possibly One specific. No, no specific day, but it's still a good time to jump back into it since it's been a while since we played it. I uh, right. especially on the on the PlayStation Five, it runs way more smoother with that sixty frames per second, way more fluid than the, on the PS Four. Was it was okay, but nowhere as smooth as the loading times and the and the functionality of the PS Five and the haptic um, dual sense stuff. Yep. It you re- get the haptic feedback, and you get the. Mm-hmm. Uh, faster servers and all of that uh, for free. If you had PS4 version, it's a free upgrade. So yeah, Just don't mess up the, the save the, your save file like I did. Because yeah. uh, that's... that. And there was instructions on it and you figured it out, but you figured it out after... Well, I did it first before you did and I messed up somewhere where I lost yeah. all my data, but not all of it. And then you came along and, and you're like, you're supposed to do it this way and you got all your stuff, which was good. Right. At least, yeah, you had to um, basically download both versions of the game and then go into the PS4 version of the game and on the main menu is where you initiated the transfer. Um, so Correct. it's like you do it on yeah. their servers, you're not doing it on the PlayStation servers. On the PlayStation Cloud server, right? which is what I thought we need to do and then it's something happened where it over when I did it, it, like it overwrote my existing data and then when right. I went to go back to look for it, it was just gone. And I'm like, I guess I'm going to kind of start over, which I guess works out for you and me because I was like way ahead last time. And I'm kind of like back to playing catch up a little bit with you. So it's kind of like, okay, yeah. this is fun still. So we get to do things more together and 
you know, go yeah. from there. I think you're like three levels behind or something. But yeah, yeah, like not, yeah, exactly. No, it's pretty close. But we started to play back again, and uh, obviously since we stopped playing, you know, they have that, that the Hawkeye mission, the Kate Bishop uh, mission, free DLC, should I say, that came out. Very short missions to do, but it's a continuation to the story, and it's two extra characters to play as also. So they're expanding right. the pool of heroes, which is pretty fun. Um, and then that's why we're trying to play it because obviously Black Panther is coming out and I don't know who else with Black Panther, but that's going to be right. another player you can play as. Mm-hmm. So you get to expand more your pool, but, uh, gearing up, you know, leveling your, your profile is going to take a while unlocking skills because now they have this extra leveling system, right? You get to like level 50 and then you go to the champion level. I think champion goes from one to 50 also from yeah. what it looks like, I think. The and power is to like maximum XP. one. It's a so yeah, it is XP that you earn after that, and it can be after that to champion skills. Exactly, exactly. You get that, and that's gonna take a while. I mean, especially if you focus on one character, and you and I are not level fifty yet, and the power max is one fifty. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be a while by the time we gear up and you know get up there. And that's only one right. hero. Like if you don't play a second yeah. hero after that. It's a whole yeah. rinse and repeat cycle to go through again, which yeah, it's definitely you know, like an RPG like that. You you have your main, and then you can have a side character. Um, yep, exactly. Yeah, and and the CP, uh, the the champion XP does give you new skills. Like it's a whole new section on the skill tree. So yep. now there are even more uh, perks and things. So it doesn't way more you to do it. It's not just mm-hmm. a number. Um, no, it does give your character more stuff to work with now. Um, definitely definitely but yeah i'm at about level 30 and i was looking at it and i did the math because you get one skill point every time you level up so to, yep. by the time i get to level 50 i'll have enough to like max out um max out all of my basic level skills so i'll have yep. every single thing and then do a, i'm gonna do mastery on iron man's uh lasers <laughs> Because that's my favorite. Laser man. Yeah. Laser man. You can do do all the masteries too if you want. And quite a bit of the um, ultimates and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Right. It does a good job of letting you unlock pretty much everything for that character. It's kind of like what you said. It gives like an incentive where you wouldn't keep going now. Because before it was a short tree and you got to a point. When I got to a point on the PS4, because I got to a point where I unlocked everything. With my character oh, and i got bored of him i was like moving on to the next person to play and now they released more stuff to do so i have to go back and do that now and yeah. play catch up at the same time but it's fine because it keeps the game going um i also like that they improve the online multiplayer a little bit you can now do a quick match which is a quick co-op match with with somebody before you had to like right. pick the mission and you were reliant on i guess somebody joining your mission or you know actually picking right. the same mission you want to go to Right now, if you do quick match, you just join a random game out there that's open and somebody's waiting to join or is hosting, essentially, yeah, which makes faster. it faster, much faster to find somebody to play with and go have fun. Because it's funner with people. It really, I play with a few people. It's funner, especially the ones who are like higher abilities. And you can, the bots are not bad or anything like that, but it, with players, it's, it's more, more fun in that case. Do you play with Mike or Mike off? I do Mike off just because not a lot of people talk anyways. Some people, here's a quick tip if you play yourself. Quick tip for you, don't forget on the PS5 control to mute your mic 
on the PlayStation controller, right. but it's automatically broadcasting. Yeah. Some people I was playing with had PS5 and they didn't realize they were like talking to their wives and stuff and I don't know, talking <laughs> about food or arguments and it was like you could hear everything and the sound was coming through the PS5 controller. Of mine. I'm like, okay, somebody forgot the mic is on, but I always make sure my yellow, my yellow light is on the whole time. Yeah, uh, that's in the settings too where you can set auto mute. Yep. People need to go check that out. But yeah, yeah, definitely look it up. And yeah. one thing about that is you cannot that mic yellow mic will not come on if you have the headset on. By right. the way, I realized. So just be careful if your headset. Make sure your mic headset is muted when you're talking. Exactly. Otherwise, awkward. But anyways, um, that's fun. Um, I, I know I'm just more pumped. Like I told you yeah. off of the of the podcast in between the last episode of Loki and then watching the Black Widow movie recently, yeah. kind of got you back in this Marvel feel. They have Black Widow content in there too. They did, yeah, for a while. I think for like a few weeks. What the Red Room is, it seems like it's. You said it's a timed event. Um, it only happens at a certain time, and you, you all play yeah. as a group, I guess, trying to get some other one person. Actually, it's one person. So, it's, so, it so what it is is. I'm not really sure. Yeah, what it is essentially is it's just like a the harm challenge, like we do regularly, and they oh. change it to like a Red Room. From what I understood is it's becoming a not weekly maybe it's once in a while i don't know all i know is they had a similar challenge before the black widow came out because i saw you can unlock templates and stuff like name yeah. challenge cards sorry what you call them right um and nameplates there you icons, go thank you icons from the previous one and i unlocked the number two version there's like a number one version from the previous one we play as hawkeye i found out so i guess uh, it's going to be a reoccurrence so I'm pretty sure Black Panther will probably have one because he's going to be a new character, that kind of stuff. Right. I don't know how they do it or what algorithm, but you're right. Because of the movie, they unlocked, there was like an outfit you can get from the movie. And there was right. also, you could play this challenge and you get like outfits and a special like, you know, challenge cards, um, graphic art thingy for your profile. Very cosmetic, nothing crazy. The gear is the most important part. And you have to finish challenges too, you know, like, defeat characters this way or you know, complete X amount of time for this and whatever. So it's fun overall. It's worth the time if you're trying to get back into it. That's what got me back into the game. And it also encourages you to play as a different character because it's per it's for a character. You can't pick anybody. So, so this was Black Widow only. So when you got in, you played as Black Widow. So that gives you an idea to that you can gear her up, even though she's not your main character. And then she's kind of like ready to play in the actual online game with game with people and, and whatnot. You don't just have to go back to the same old stale missions you've been playing. Yeah. Right. It makes a difference. Yeah. That's nice. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So overall, good rinse, you know, good, good change. They've definitely improved the game since when I started it. Um, we, you, you mentioned the gear numbers. Now yeah, you see there. Yeah. There were some UI improvements um, just with the gear. It now has the, the power level of the gear on the outside. You don't have to hover over it to have the, big detail card come up and tell you it's right. now on the outside so that was a nice little improvement and i did notice uh, something else i don't know if we just didn't realize it before or not but you can hold down l2 now and that will uh, it was like sure. auto delete something it like deleted best to show best equipment i think it was or it equipped all their best equipment i think with l2 something, something like that maybe that was there before uh, but mm-hmm. either way, it was an easy way to just in between matches, I would just re spec my character automatically. Because until you get to those higher levels where you're getting all oranges, it doesn't really matter. It's kind of no. 
you know, no, it doesn't seem like it. But but yeah, I, I think I'm gonna use it, play this as my side game. You know, well, if I'm not playing a main Nintendo game that's coming out with all these releases they're gonna have soon. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna gear up too for Wakanda. I have to finish Kate Bishop and uh, and the Future Perf- Imperfect with Hawkeye once. I haven't finished any of those, so it'll be fun to get in there and play some more. Yes, yes. But and then we're shifting over into the world of Nintendo of exactly. Super Mushrooms and Swords and <laughs> Princess Peach, Zelda. I'm close. And- I know. I'm close. And don't forget the space battles with Metroid. Oh, Metroid, uh, that's right. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just kidding. Um, I know. Yeah. So, uh, Legend of Zelda, Twi- uh, I keep wanting to say Twilight Sword. That's another version. Twilight Sword. Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD just came out this July. And mm-hmm. this is of the 3D series of Zelda games. This mm-hmm. is the fifth entry in that series. So it's the f- and this is they've been doing this trend of making HD remakes of some of the older ones they did. The Wind Waker HD, which was a, Heard a about that. Cube game back in mm-hmm. the day. And back Twilight Princess days. HD they did on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was originally a GameCube and a Wii game. And then, uh, then they did a this HD, which was exclusively a Wii game before, and now this is HD on the Switch. And because it comes from the Wii, uh, it has more of a focus on the motion controls. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'll talk about controls right up top. So, yes, you can do the Joy Cons where you can use them like the Wii remote back in the day. and You can, um, your right hand Joy-Con is your sword. You can also switch it to left hand if you're a left-handed person. Uh, but you use the sword and you have to make precise cuts through the air, you know, diagonal, overhead, horizontal, whichever way you move the Joy-Con, it'll sense it. And the gyroscope in the Joy-Con is so much more advanced nowadays than it was in the Wii Remote that it's really fluid and really smooth and it's really nice. And they set um, the reset button is the Y button on the controller. So you just point the Joy-Con at the screen and press the Y button and it'll auto reset the center to be right there. You know, sometimes it'll get un like decalibrated and you need to reset it. Um, so it's really nice that they map that just to a face button right there. You don't have to go in a menu. You don't have to do anything special. You just point your arm and press it. And now it's reset in case, you know, you feel like something's up, but that was really huh. nice about it. And, um, Hannah played this with me a little bit. Um, and so she really enjoyed using motion control. She, played a lot of Wii games and she really finds that control scheme kind of intuitive for her. She, she'll do bu- button controls, but I think she feels more comfortable with motion uh, mm-hmm. the games we play. And she really liked it on there. And I surprised at how much she wanted to play it with me because um, you know, it's kind of a puzzle game and sometimes she can get lost or stuck and stuff like that in these mm-hmm. type of 
adventure games. But she was really enjoying the swordplay. And I started playing with the motion controls, and I'm kind of a stickler for I like button controls. I don't like motion. It doesn't feel accurate to me sometimes. I feel like the game is beating me, and I'm, you know, I'm not losing because of my lack of skill. I'm losing because the controller is just not picking up what I wanted to do. Right. Um, and I don't feel like I improve sometimes. I feel like I'm, I'm trying to do it differently, and it's still not working. So I get frustrated. You slacking? You slacking? Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think it's just how my brain works. I've just played with Nintendo buttons for my entire life. I just can't switch. I guess. But I mean, I have used it in other occasions where it's like light combat, where it's not like a boss battle or something like that. So you know, if I'm just fighting. Your standard enemy, you know, your standard, I don't remember what the character, I think they're Bobokins? They're like these pig pig people. They kind of look like these orange pig <laughs> monsters. They kind of look like a, that pig monsters in Star Wars, like in Jabba's Palace. Yeah. The fat one. Yeah. They're kind of like that. Anyway, when those run up to you, they aren't very, like, aggressive. So you can stand there for a brief minute and kind of hack away at them. And they'll hold up their weapon. So they might hold it up over their right shoulder. And so now you have to counter that. You can't strike your sword through their weapon, obviously. They're blocking you. And then you have to strike the other side of them. Or they'll hold it over your head. So then you'll have to strike across their middle. So it mm-hmm. makes you think about your sword movements. You don't just like whip it around and go crazy no slack and slash right no hack and slash yeah you can't hack and slash you have to like think it through and do the exact movements so that's kind of fun like it's engaging and it keeps your attention and you you know when an enemy comes up you have to be focused so right i like that about it 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 makes a, a fun experience um and then i've used the button controls when i want to go into a boss battle and i want to be exact i don't want to get my butt whooped so in that situation, they map all of the directions of the sword can go onto the right joystick. So if I want the sword to go top right diagonal, then I hit the joystick that way and it'll slash that way. It'll okay. go bottom up. Um, so that feels much more precise. It's like if the enemy needs you to hit it in just a certain spot, you can hit that on the joystick and bam, you did the right move. If I did the wrong thing on the joystick, it's my fault. Like, it's not the controls that are getting in the way. And so you can swap between those at will. Like, you just go into the menu. You hit settings. And right there at the top, it says you want button controls or motion controls. You toggle it between the two. And then you back out of the menu. Just hit B a couple times. And you're back in the game. And now you're using the different controls theme. So, and... The Switch itself makes it very easy to change controllers. So if you want to play with the Pro Controller like I have on button controls, you can do that on the Switch real easy if you have I'm saying, know how to do that. Definitely get a Pro Controller. I keep telling you whenever I come yeah, to yours. This and I say, is that, really worth it. Yeah. The Pro Controller, it's... I know it was only Mario Kart we did last time when I played, and I kept saying, yeah. give me the Pro Controller. I, that, I got big <laughs> hands, though. That's the only way I could play Nintendo. If I ever got a Switch, I would have to, I would have to get a Pro Controller right next to it, because... And the cool yeah. thing is they let so many companies out there make... Like, Power A makes a ton of different controllers. There nice. are uh, other companies. 8-Bit Doe, it's called. 
8 bit do is what I think it's called. 8 bit do. They make a bunch of controllers you can get off Amazon. Um, and I haven't picked up a whole lot of different ones, but I'm always curious about them. I always kind of want to. But yeah, I, I would encourage people to kind of look and see what other options are out there because that's the one thing I'd say about the selling point about this game is if you don't like motion control like back on the Wii, you don't have to use that anymore. And so that right. that was the big interest of mine going into this game is how, how well are both control schemes. And they're perfect. Like they're they're the best version of each that you could possibly hope for. So that's a good part about the games. You don't have to sometimes with these older games like that, this game's ten years old. So sometimes you go in mm. and you're like, oh, I'm gonna have to deal with wonky controls or Right or, or bad camera. They they made sure the camera was good as well. If you're using button nice. controls, um, you have to hold down a button to to move the camera, uh, because that right thumbstick becomes your sword. How, what direction you want your sword to swing? So you can't use that also for the camera. You know, like most PlayStation games, you're using the right thumbstick to move the camera around. So in this case, you just have to hold down a button, like one the left uh, bumper button at the top like L1 on a PS controller. Yep. And then you can move the joystick around. And now the camera moves fluidly. So it just takes a little getting used to it first. But after a couple hours of playing the game, I do it automatically now. I know exactly what I need to do. Um, and so they, they really got the control down, I think, perfectly. Um, but then as far as like history with the game, I guess I could talk about mine. I haven't played a ton of The Legend of Zelda. I, I play them here and there where I'm kind of interested Um, and so like I'm not type of played the original Ocarina of Time that was the first ever 3D back on the Mm -hmm. 64 I never really played that game I know it is on a lot of lists as the greatest game of all time and things like that Um, so I definitely want to play it I just haven't haven't gotten into it Um, but one game I I love The Legend of Zelda uh, Wind Waker on the GameCube, that one was kind of controversial because it was very cartoony graphics, mm-hmm. very different than the more realistic style and look of most of the series. And that wasn't the only reason I liked it. I just liked the characters. I liked the music. I liked the story. The world was really fun. You got to ride on a sailboat across this mm-hmm. endless ocean. And it really felt like you were going out on the ocean in that game. They did a good job of giving that environmental feel. So uh, the reason I picked this one up was it kind of had a combination of vibes. It felt like Wind Waker uh, because there is this world that you start in in the sky. It's an island that's floating in the sky. And you can get on the back of these winged bird creatures and you can fly around in the clouds. And so you can make their wings flap and you can... Uh, you hit other buttons to make them go faster and stuff and you can fly around and so it kind of felt nice. like how the ocean was in that game they're doing the sky in this game and That's I, was, right. I was interested in that and I was like okay that might be an interesting different take Approach. similar mm-hmm. and uh, and then it keeps the realistic look sort of it has this kind of like painting look almost to it some of the backgrounds the details are not very clear like it's not crystal clear graphics sometimes the Mm -hmm. background's kind of muddied 
to make it look like this impressionistic painting that you're kind of seeing. So it's just this artistic style. Um, I like it. I wouldn't say this is my favorite style or design for a Zelda game. Um, and I, I like the sky aspect. I like it. You can fly around. There's just not much to mm-hmm. do there. It feels very much like a... It could have just been a menu or it could have just been a load screen showing you flying. I, I don't really see the need to fly because you, literally you fly from one... You, you know, you run off the edge of the island that you're on. <laughs> it takes off on the bird and then you're flying around and there'll be these big pillars of light coming through the clouds and you just fly to those and then he jumps off automatically he falls through the sky and now you're on the ground and that's the next like dungeon world area that you have to clear and so it's kind of like what is there to do up here in the sky other than just travel to the next land area right it it just didn't feel very fleshed out there are some things to do up there like collect items and things but once you collect the item, there's you're not going back to the little island. It, it's literally an island with a treasure chest sitting on it. Like, there's nothing to see there. Um, so that was kind of a letdown a little bit. But as far as like the story goes, it's very strong. There's a very good cinematic presentation. Um, the quality of life improvements they put into it are pretty good. Where they made the dialogue boxes faster. You don't have to sit there and go through like. 25 30 freaking dialogue boxes on the screen and you're just like i just want to swing the sword already come on right right they've upgraded some of that that used to be there Um, because this was on the wii and so it feels dated the game feels very dated when you compare it to breath of the wild where you can go anywhere do anything you have kind of rpg elements where you can craft stuff right this game you don't craft anything you can't go anywhere you have to go to the next area that that you have the weapons for, the abilities for. You, there is a specific story that you're following. Like, you go here, you talk to this character. Now that character gives you, um, what weapon did I just get recently? That gave me, oh, like this little. It's almost like a little drone, but it looks like a beetle. You can fly around and catch stuff with it. Um, they gave me that and then they send me on my way and now I need to go to the next area. And so it just kind of keeps moving on to the next plot Self- point. Very hold my hand kind of thing. It is very hold my hand. And, you know, it was on the Wii and I think the yeah. intention was you have all these players who bought the Wii to play bowling or tennis or whatever. And now how can we introduce them to Legend of Zelda so that it's not overwhelming or that they don't have to know anything about the other games? Right, and that's where this comes from. It, it, that's where all the ta- over excessive talking came from. That's where the motion controls come from. That's where the linear design and not letting you just pick wherever you want to go. That because people get lost and they get bored and they don't keep playing their Wii and don't keep wanting to buy games. I guess was the idea. So it it feels dated. It feels like it comes from this old era. I mean, in 2015 is when Nintendo switched to having all of their development departments in one house. Like they, mm-hmm. they develop everything for switch across the mm-hmm. board. Right. They don't, they don't have a handheld anymore. They just have the one console. Um, this game came out originally in 2011 
when they had a Wii oh, wow. system and they had the DS system that you could take handheld. So it's it's from that older era of like they're designing it for the Wii. They're not designing it just for this mass appeal. Uh, and they're designing it around the Wii so that they sell Wii consoles. Now they don't have to worry about selling Switches. They don't make the game to sell the Switch. They, they make the right. game to sell the game. That's kind of what they're about now, selling software. You just yep. buy the Switch to play the software. It's not yep. like the Switch is anything super special other than the handheld portion. But, I mean, that's what a Game Boy is. is always it's essentially so right. It doesn't really invent the wheel there. But, but so the game, I guess now, playing it now, having Breath of the Wild, having that option. Like, I literally have a cartridge for Breath of the Wild. And I have a cartridge for this game. So if I want to play Zelda open world, I just pop in Breath of the Wild and play. So now in the context of that, this game back in 2011 had all these expectations to be Breath of the Wild. And it never was. And everybody was frustrated with it. Now Breath of the Wild exists. This game can just be what it wants to be on its own. And you can play either. And so I think that's why I'm kind of approaching this game with like, oh, I like this. This is fun. I like it linear. It, I like the fact that it holds your hand a little bit. I like the fact that I can play it in 20, 30 minutes and it auto saves mm-hmm. and I can just turn it off and not, yep. not care that, you know, not be locked into these dialogue boxes and have to play for an hour, you know, or whatever it is. So it feels like. They really customize it to fit on this system, which can be turned on and off on the fly, and you can really tailor how much time you want to play games. Um, so I think overall, if that's what you're looking for, is just get that Zelda flavor. You want to play something that's simple to play, it doesn't require a lot of your time. Um, this is your game. If you're looking for Breath of the Wild 2, you're just going to have to wait a little bit, because that's coming out next year. Next year. But, you know, that's kind of what this game for me feels like. There, There is lack of challenge in some of the areas. Some of the boss fights are not as hard. Um, I'm at the about third or fourth area so far. Um, I think I've probably got maybe half or more of the game to go. Uh, but I don't think it's a very long game. I, honestly, I didn't look up the length of it. Uh, I just started playing it, having a good time. But it's a fun game to pass a controller too. Like if you're playing with somebody else, like I'm playing with my wife, you know, and like I said, you've got more of a hardcore gamer. You've got a casual right. gamer. Because of the two control schemes, you can switch between that and anybody can have a good time together playing it. Um, I wish it had the bolt, the double control scheme back in the day. I would have picked it up. Then. That would be nice. Yeah. Cause they did have a pro controller on the Wii back in the day. You didn't have to use the motion. So nope. Nope. It would have been cool for them to, to try something like that. But but yeah, I think overall it's it's a good game. It's a pick it up. Um, I think you can get the cartridge like $10 off already. <laughs> I feel like a fool buying it on day one. But, you know, if hey. you're looking for something right now during the summer, you just need a little bit of adventure. This is, I think this is a great game to play. If you haven't played Breath of the Wild, don't buy this. Buy Breath of the Wild. <laughs> That's one, th- one, one quick uh, uh, omission, I will yeah. say, and I never knew. 
I never knew this, so I think I met you, is for some reason, I never played Zelda, any Zelda, anything like that. Mm-hmm. I always thought Zelda was Link. I don't know why, but I always thought Zelda was Link, that person with the green outfit and a long gear. Until I met I you, and you're, like, and you're like, oh no, that's Link. I'm like, who the hell is Link? Link is the dude you, you're thinking Zelda. Oh, yep. okay. Yeah, I thought that as a kid. I, I bought Legend of Zelda for the Game Boy. And I was like, I don't even know what this, what is this game? It was like Legend of Zelda, I think, Link's Awakening is what it was called. Was oh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't even know what it was. I never, back then, my source was Nintendo Power Magazine. That's how I knew about it. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) And that magazine only. And so if they didn't talk about it in that magazine, I didn't know what the heck it was. And so, yeah, I always thought like, oh, I'm playing a Zelda. Run around as Zelda, yep. a little green. Yep. That's why, because it makes sense. You, you Legend of Zelda. You think, okay, yeah. this is this is the Legend of Zelda. This is my. This is the story yeah. of this person I'm playing as. It's his legend. No, totally wrong. Yeah. Okay, but I, anyways, I thought I mentioned Mickey, that. Here's the Wikipedia page. I just read this today, just so I kind of understood. Wikipedia says that the series centers around various incarnations of Link, a courageous young Hellenian man with pointy <laughs> elf-like ears. And Princess Zelda, a magical princess That's that is sweet. the mortal reincarnation of the goddess Hylia. The whole land that they are from is uh, Hyrule, is what it's called. As they fight to save the magical land of Hyrule, there you go. There you go. From Ganon, an evil demon king who is the main antagonist. And then it goes on about the Triforce and how um, someone. Whoever gets a hold of the Triforce can be granted a wish, so the bad guy wants that wish to control the entire universe. Um, But, yeah, so that's the story. Link is the hero of courage, I think. Yeah, there's the three balance. There's balance of three virtues, power, courage, and wisdom. So Link is the hero of courage. Zelda is the goddess of wisdom. And Ganon is the demon of power. Power. And so between those, they're destined to do this forever dance between the three of them. And Typical. that's why it talks about reincarnation. Because it's like each time the series is a little different, it looks a little different. But you still have the three main pr- protagonists in the game. is Zelda, Link, and Ganon. Um, so yeah, that's... If you wanted to know, now you know. Um, But yeah, where were we going with that? (laughs) I just started saying Zelda, Zelda, Link, and then uh, you gave me more information. I'm like, okay, cool. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. But yeah, it's definitely a pick it up. And like I said, if you haven't picked up Breath of the Wild, pick that up instead. And then maybe pick this up if you still need more Zelda. Uh, suggestion yeah anything else we need to talk about i don't think so that's it for us right now Uh, all right well everybody have a good week we'll see you next time bye everybody